Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer, author, and software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. Complete Developer Podcast is supported by listeners like you. We are now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Complete Developer Podcast. We're reaching the time of year when resolutions and goals start to fall away. Being disciplined is an inconvenience. It's hard work, but to reach big goals, we need to be disciplined in what it takes to achieve our goals. In this episode, we're going to discuss the aspects of discipline that will help you as we come into the season of dropped goals. Discipline is work, and we'll talk about what that entails. But before we get started, Will, what have you been disciplined about lately? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, you're talking about dropped goals. Uh, One of my goals for this quarter was to greatly improve my understanding of Russian cases. And I had to back off of that a little bit because there's, you know, six cases commonly used. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I can get through all these, you know, this quarter. And it is not sticking like I need it to. So I'm probably going to try to get through two of them this quarter. That said, you know, it's, it's like, hey, this is a kind of a, it's a big enough goal for a yearly. So I don't really feel bad about pushing back on that and doubling down on the parts I'm currently working on. But I did have to change that up. And I think that's something you're probably going to get to, you know, when you talk about the discipline is sometimes stuff doesn't quite go like you think. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we're talking about in the aftercast. Talk about smarter goals where we add uh, E and R at the end of it to uh, to make them a little bit more intelligent. Yeah, uh, we're, we've been doing the goal thing at work. And it's really strange for me to have work be that invested in goals. And they've got... They're like, well, you know, some of your goals are not appropriate for work. It's like, yes, but they are hard goals that I'm doing outside of work. I don't need another hard goal at work. Mm-hmm. I know there's people that don't do that. And so that's been a little bit of a struggle. I think I got everything kind of lined up like I want where they're not interfering with each other. But uh, we're kind of in that part of the year right now. So how about you? Well, I am recovering from COVID. We missed recording last week because I was sick. So I had the... Uh, I guess the Omicron variant, uh, from what I have read and been told about the symptoms, it was definitely not as intense as the first time I had it uh, back in 2020. Was it 2020? No, 2021. It was January 2021 that I had it. So January last year. Yeah, I was like out of commission for two weeks. Then this was a lot lighter, I think really two days. I didn't even think I had COVID and I only got tested just so that I could prove that I didn't have it. And oops. oops. Yeah. So uh, heads up. I did write this outline taking a lot of cold and sinus medication because I thought I had like a severe cold at the time when I was writing it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure we already run into a, a couple of misspellings. So that'll be fun. Uh, speaking of writing, I am doing a lot more poetry, which is kind of cool. Wrote my first poem in Albanian. I posted that on social media recently. I did some, made a piece of art out of it, put it on a canvas and did some uh, sponge and splatter painting around it, just sort of decorative. I kind of like it. Looks cool. Um, The poem's really nice too. I think, you know, my friends from Albania liked it. So I am 
doing a, a fundraiser for my mission trip where I'm going to be uh, writing some personalized poems uh, based on, on people's favorite scripture. So uh, guys, if you're, you're interested in that, hit me up on social media. Um, I'll have the details for you there. It'll be either get a poem written or for a little bit more, I think I'm going to, uh, I haven't officially done this yet. It'll be out. It'll be public before this episode comes out though. And uh, it'll probably be one price for getting the poem written. Cause that's going to take some time and some effort from me. And then another cost point for me putting it into like some type of artwork, either a poster from some of my uh, photography, nature photography, or like I did with the the Albanian that I wrote. And if you really want to go all out and like donate a lot of money, I'll write you a poem in Albanian. That's the way to go. Get yourself a poem written in a foreign language by me. And finally, I uh, finally got Breath of the Wild back from my friend who borrowed it. At the time of writing this, I had not had a chance to play it, though I'd had it back for a week or so. I have had the chance to play it. Thank you, COVID. So, yeah, having some some fun running around and defeating monsters and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it took me a little bit to get back into it because it's been like he, he had it for a few months, um, let him borrow it to play through. And so hadn't gotten to play it in a while. So I've been a little bit out of practice. So we've got a new patron and we want to give a shout out and thanks to Rowan for helping to make this podcast possible. Yeah, thank you, Rowan, and everyone else who who donates through Patreon. They get to listen to the Aftercast. Uh, some of them get to join us on the Aftercast. And uh, it's just, um, you guys help make this possible for us to, to do this every week. So we want to thank you guys. Saving money is hard, especially if you lack the discipline to make smart financial decisions on your own. Lucas Casadas is a fee-only certified financial planner. He owns and runs Level Up Financial Planning virtually out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And just like us here at Complete Developer Podcast, he focuses on helping you to not only establish a real plan, but to take disciplined action on that plan so that you can create your best life. Guys, investing in financial planning services, it really does take discipline and kind of comes down to whether or not you can improve your finances. With the help of Level Up, Lucas will guide you through that process of disciplining yourself and the compounding impact of making better financial decisions will easily pay for itself. Level Up also has a unique pricing model that will help you no matter where you are in your financial journey. So it's not too early to start. Best of all, Lucas is a fiduciary for his clients. And what that means is he's not there to sell you a product but you pay him to help you make better decisions and put yourself into a better financial situation. And you can catch his podcast, Techie Personal Finance Bootcamp, where he covers financial topics that you probably face. And there he also interviews other IT professionals who share how they navigated their own careers. And he has even more useful material over at levelupfinancialplanning.com. Two months into the year, And the gyms are finally starting to clear out of all the well-intentioned resolutioners who are constantly starting at the gym and quitting after a short time. It's not just at the gym, though. This is the time when people learning to code or learning a new language start to fade away. Pluralsight has gotten its subscriptions, but the use will start to dwindle. 
unread books will go on the shelf or into a pile of other unfinished books. This time of year is the chopping block for New Year's resolutions. Yeah, and you can really tell if you're using any of those services and you have been for a while. Because like, for instance, with my Russian class, I had a really, really hard time scheduling through the first two or three weeks of January because of all, I guess, you know, new people coming in and then it just dropped off and it's like, oh yeah, all the schedule's wide open. It's easy to schedule again. I'm like, really? That was only three weeks. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, of course, you know, you, you are attacking the Russian language during the winter and <laughs> we know how that goes. So <laughs> uh, you go there. I knew you'd uh, go there. It's the the ancient weapon. (laughs) So discipline is the act of training someone to follow a set of rules or prescribed behaviors. Self-discipline, which is what we're going to be referring to as discipline in this episode, is the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. And this is according to the Oxford Dictionary. Discipline is what helps us to stay on task when we're tired, overworked, annoyed, or just plain bored. In this episode, we're going to take a look at a few different aspects of discipline as it applies to achieving your goals. We'll talk about what is important with your goals, how your attitude affects them, and the uncomfortable things that you may have to do to accomplish them. In the aftercast, we're actually going to address something that Will did earlier this quarter, I guess during the week. Uh, and talk about setting and evaluating smarter goals. Those are smart goals with two extra words added to them. And it's not emergency room, just in case you're wondering. Yeah, yeah. Check out the aftercast to uh, to find out what uh, what those are. So the first and most important thing to start on, at least with self-discipline, is prioritization. As the year progresses, we tend to be too busy just you know, getting by to actually accomplish anything. And if we're not careful, things will slowly pile up and take over our time, just you know, maintaining. And we end up not actually moving forward. Yeah. Like the the podcast got this way for me um, a couple of years ago, where when we first started it, I had all this free time because I was didn't have a lot going on in my life. And which is rare for him. Yeah. It was, it was a rare time in my life. And so I piled a bunch on doing the podcast. And then uh, as my life started picking back up, I had taken on too much. And it wasn't, oh, we decided to do a podcast. We're just going to dedicate three nights a week to it. It was, we decided to do a podcast and it started off with one to two nights a week and then became a steady minimum three nights a week that were completely dedicated to it, not doing anything else. And we weren't able to even move forward with the stuff that we wanted to do with the podcast because it it held us back from starting the aftercast and things like that because I didn't have time to deal with that. And so I had to start prioritizing and looking at what was important. And I remember when we had this conversation, man, like we sat down and talked about what's important here, what's not, what can we, what can we farm out too? Yeah. And the thing I remember most about that conversation was you going, well, if we could put some money towards it, you know, we can get rid of this work and you're kind of, you're kind of hemming and hawing. And I'm like, dude, I've been seeing like how much time you're putting in this. I don't know why you haven't asked this question before. When do we start that? And you're like, oh, I don't have to convince you. And I'm like, no, 
<laughs> you don't have to convince me. We just have to get moving on it. And, you know, that's, I think that's another thing too, that kind of gets missed is a lot of times the fix is really not that bad. If you know what your priorities are. Yeah. That's the thing. You know, another thing that tends to happen too is something that I, I also notice with myself is you have your list of priorities and you start out with this set of priorities and then you may not be, at least I don't have all of my time allocated. And so like, I'm like, all right, well, yeah, I got, I got a little time. I can take on like this little thing and this little thing. And before long it starts adding up and then your priorities, the things that you really need to be doing or want to be doing are getting pushed out for these little bitty things that aren't your priority. When setting your goals, it's a lot easier like during that time to determine what you see as a priority. The thing is, when you start working toward the goals, those priorities shift. And that's when we get distracted by that minutia that I was talking about there. And sometimes you you have to do that where Will was talking, he's like, he realized, hey, this was too big of a goal for this time frame. So I'm going to have to back up and reset his priority there. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too, is I'm kind of doing quarterly goals, not yearly. And this one was like, Hey, what, what am I going to do after this quarter? And I was like, well, I'll figure that out when I get there. And so when it was too big, it was like, Oh, now I don't have to think about it. <laughs> Shove everything out, out into there. And it's all good. Cause I was like, uh, there's other stuff I could do, but I'm not real thrilled about wanting to do it anyway. So yeah, but you kind of have to do that. And you know, your priorities are going to shift over time. And so you build systems with that in mind. Now, prioritizing your goals involves determining what actions or steps are important in actually achieving those goals. And once you know you have determined what the goals are, urgency needs to be put into those actions so that they get accomplished before the other things. And I know you mentioned, you know, writing this outline versus playing Breath of the Wild as a, you know, nice example of that. Actually, that little point that you got right here um, is the reason I do the quarterly goals is because it gives me three more deadlines in a year and the the deadline pressure will push me. See, this is why I I do my bigger goals and then I break them down into smaller goals. So it's something similar to that. It's not exactly the same. I've noticed that like if I do a quarterly goal, by the time the next quarter starts, I know what the next thing should be based on conditions at that time versus when I initially planned. So it seems like it's, it's tightening the feedback loop. It's working so far for me. There's some things that are irritating about it because a quarter is a lot shorter than you think it is. Yep. I mean, we're halfway through one right now. So you got to, you have to like plan, plan your goals. And that's it. I would think it takes even more prioritization because, and I do like the 12, basically what I'm doing is 12 weeks of activity on the goal and then one week of planning and then 12 weeks of activity Yeah, because 12 divides easier. So like if you need to subdivide stuff up and you know break it up, like you know, 13's a prime number, so it's kind of a pain anyway. Plus you get kind of a downbeat out of that. So it seems to work all right so far. <laughs> I'll change it probably like 1,500 times. <laughs> yeah. Discipline in going after goals means maintaining the priorities that we created when we set the goals. The step it takes to reach those goals should be important and more urgent than the other things going on in your life. If it's an actual goal. Yeah. And when they aren't, that's when you need to do like Will did and go, hey, I need to make an adjustment here. Yeah. Well, and the other thing too is that 
your situation is going to change, right? Like you may sit there and look at it and go, okay, here's how I achieve this goal. And then you get in there and you've, you've worked at it for a little bit and you're like, man, this was a stupid approach. Why did I do that? And you think of something way easier that'll hit that goal and you go do that, right? Like you're not locked in, you know, to a bad decision. So the next aspect of discipline that we're going to talk about is perspective. Once you've set your goals as a priority, the next most important aspect of being disciplined in accomplishing them is the attitude that you have toward the work involved in getting to that goal. Like, how do you perceive it? Do you perceive it as drudgery? I was like, oh, I got to do this to eventually get what I want. Or do you look at it as, hey, this is moving me toward what I want? Achieving your goals really does take work, uh, especially if it is worth doing. And you're going to have to put in effort to get what you want. And your attitude or perspective will influence how well you're able to maintain your discipline. Plus, just how miserable you are going towards the goal. Because if you have a good attitude about the work to get to the goal, then the goal is going to be worth it. If you have a poor attitude about the work to get to the goal, if you're just like, Ugh, I have to do this, I have to do that. Like, for example, I'm just going to use Will and I are both learning languages. So I'm going to use language. So your attitude, it's like with learning a language. Um, yeah, if Will and I both looked at, you know, I really want to be able to speak the languages we're learning. Like, Will, I really want to be able to speak Russian. Ugh, I got to do this homework. I got to like do all this in order to do what I want to do. He's not like. He might do it for a little bit, but he's not going to be disciplined about it. He's not going to keep doing it. If he looks at it as, hey, I get to do this homework because it's getting me closer to being able to go to Russia and talk to the natives. I don't know what what your ultimate goal is with that, but, you know, I'm just throwing that out there. (laughs) That's what I want to do with Albanian, but, you know. My ultimate goal is secret. (laughs) Yeah, you would. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, you kind of have to think about how you're going to uh, recalibrate your attitude or adjust it as you go along, because you're you're going to have to do this, right? Like, I probably have, I don't know, six or seven hours of Russian homework a week. Now, it's brutal sometimes. And yeah, there's a point where you're like, man, I just want to go play Skyrim in English, <laughs> you know, and not and not do this. So like, how do you adjust it? And depending on your age, you'll hear the term attitude adjuster. You know, which either means a really big stick or a really strong drink um, <laughs> or both, depending on your, your martial arts aptitude. Um, uh, well, there is that. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is your attitude is a variable that you can actually control. It's not an uncontrolled emotional state, but something that you can effectively set. And if, and if you can't effectively set it, you have a goal now. Yeah. This is something that can easily be adjusted by you. Because your attitude is not the emotional state you're in. Your attitude is the way you respond to either external or internal stimuli. So it is it is your choice in how you respond to that. So yeah, sometimes doing my Albanian homework feels like drudgery. It's like, but if I go, you know what? No, I'm excited about this because this is getting me closer to my goal. It, I'm getting better at this. And by doing this homework, I'm going to be even better. I choose that attitude. Um, I don't let my emotions choose it for me. 
if you don't choose that attitude, you're choosing the bad attitude. Exactly. It's a better way to think about it, right? Like you still have agency. Um, whether you're an idiot with it or not, is is a completely different consideration. There is a difference between, um, I just want to bring this up because this is like, this is important. There's a difference between happiness and joyfulness. This is a really good example of the difference between emotion and attitude here. The root of the word happiness is hap, which is related to chance or luck, basically like happening. So it's what's happening now that affects your happiness. It is definitely a situational based emotional state. You don't have to be happy in the moment to enjoy doing something like I am not always happy when I am on the treadmill running, but I enjoy running. So that's the point of leg day or running is not to necessarily be happy. Yeah. The joy you take in what you're doing is how you choose to respond to what's happening. So I enjoy running. I take joy in running, even though I may not be happy in the moment. I might be just like, all right, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Which uh, on that, let me just tell you guys, I learned a very valuable lesson yesterday about how soon is too soon to go running after COVID. (laughs) My mother got me running shoes for my birthday. I was so excited about them, but I wasn't able to use them because I had COVID. So finally able to get out of the house, put those running shoes on, went to the gym. I was good the first three quarters of a mile. That last quarter about killed me. Whew. I made it. I made it. I did not go running today. (laughs) Yeah. So there's two types of people in the world. There's the get to's and the have to's. The get to people look at everything, you know, in their life as something that they get to do, right? Like they, you, you put the example of get to take the trash out, you know, but there is a, a degree of, Hey, you know, I could be in a situation where I'm not capable of doing this. The get to people they they have the attitude of whether you ask them to scrub the toilets or to speak in front of thousands of people, they're happy to do it. It doesn't matter, you know, or whatever it is. They're just like, all right, cool. I get to participate. I get to help out. That's kind of that attitude. Right. And then there's the have to people. They will look at any task as something that they're being kind of forced into, even if it's something good. And I've worked with a few people like this and it is like, there's people that are in the middle, but there's not that many. You know, there's there's people where it's situational or where they're they're headed towards one extreme or the other, but like there is not a stable resting state in between those two points. What we're getting at here is how you perceive the work involved in attaining your goal is going to affect your discipline when times get tough or when you have to make difficult decisions. That attitude, that perspective is what is going to really make the difference. And honestly, it's going to affect the rest of the points we're going to talk about in this episode. And so the next one is inconvenience. We have a culture that is very much built around convenience. Um, You know, when you are inconvenienced or you're made uncomfortable, it's kind of considered pretty bad in modern culture. You know, we have stores where we pay extra for the convenience of having our items delivered to us. You know, we get frustrated when our food takes too long at a restaurant or, you know, when they're out of something or you know, whatever. 
you know, we've built a society around comfort and avoiding being inconvenienced. And, you know, by the way, that makes society better over time, but it's not necessarily so great for your discipline. You do have to kind of almost practice being uncomfortable at some level if you want to get back to what's real. Yeah. And if this point sounds a little preachy, I did kind of steal it from a sermon. <laughs> Actually, I took this whole, well, not this whole outline, but the concept behind it, I got from a sermon. And uh, I was like, wow, that could apply to software development and for setting goals there too. So, yeah. It's only a five-point sermon though, so you don't really have a real preacher. It should be seven. Oh, well, no. So, this was actually, um, it, it was Gabe, our, our preacher's, or our pastor's son. He, um, pastor was out. Uh, and so, Gabe did the did the talk and no, I didn't like steal it point for point. I just got the, got the general concept from him and I was like, Ooh, that's Get really parts good before people look at their watches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually I don't have it in here with me, but I did have my, my notebook from taking notes at church when I was writing this because I'm like, man, that's like, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, Gabe for a living is a financial planner. So he helps people with their financial disciplines too. And so, that's where, like I said, a lot of this came from him. So anyway, whenever you are pursuing something challenging or worthwhile, it's not going to be easy. If it were convenient and easy, then it wouldn't be a challenge. It wouldn't be something worth doing because you just had it. Inconvenience and the inability to cope with it. Uh, creates the hello world experts that we see in tech all the time, right? These are the people that, you know, they start out and they get to a certain point, And then instead of pushing further, when things get more difficult, they switch languages. Like I've, you and I both know somebody that has done hello world in like 12 different programming languages. And that's all this person's done. And it's because, Hey, it's, it kind of stinks. It's, it's hard. You got to change the way you think repeatedly. I know a few people who like saying they're learning software development and they never go further than, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm learning this or I, well, I switched over to this now because I heard this about it. And I'm like, that's fine. But if you don't pick something and stick with it, you're not ever going to make anything of it. And they don't want to. They just like, they like the prestige of learning. You'll see that with language learners too. Um, you'll see people that know, you know, bits and pieces of like five or six different languages. It's like, that's great, but you can't find a bathroom when you need one anywhere in Europe, in any of those countries that you know, the, you know, pieces of language for. I'm hitting that point with Albanian where it's starting to get like, I've got some basic stuff and I'm starting to get enough knowledge to where I should know a lot more. I, I've got enough to where I've written some poetry in the language, but I'm listening to like, some of my friends posting stuff on Facebook, I'll watch them and I'm like, yeah, I got like five words out of that entire, you know, two minute clip. I feel like I should know more, but I also have to think, Hey, I've been doing this for less than a year, uh, maybe about a year at this point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's the way it is. And so you get that and it's work. My lessons are at six o'clock in the morning during like one day a week. And so I have to, get up early to do my morning stuff before the lesson and have homework that I do throughout the week. So do you. Yeah. Mine's two nights a week. Yeah. Two one hour things. Actually the, the homework doesn't bother me nearly as much as an hour of talking. 
Uh, you know, cause it's like you get the whole introvert thing and then it's a foreign language. See, I'm not to the level of, uh, having class in the language. I'm still learning a lot of doing mostly like learning words and translations and stuff, but I will tell you what's really inconvenient and what really, like, I really wanted to cancel my lesson this past weekend cause I didn't do the homework cause I was sick when he assigned, I didn't even know there was homework until I got up the morning that I had my lesson. Because he assigned it to me while I was I was sick and I just didn't like, you know, it was one of the first days I was feeling well. And I got up and I was like, you know what? I'm feeling good. I'm going to go to the lesson. Then I saw that there had been homework assigned a couple of days earlier. And I'm like, I just told him like, hey, man, I've been really sick. I have slept the last few days. So which was cool. When you set out to achieve your goals or when you reevaluate them, you will have to ask yourself, is this goal worth the inconvenience that will come with going after it? You know, ask yourself if you value the goal more than your own comfort. If you don't, then you really should reevaluate that goal. Yeah. And I would even advise, you know, when you start out with a new goal, try to get to the point where you're uncomfortable as quick as you can, because that will tell you whether it's worth it or not. Like it will be an objective fact, not some specter hanging out there over you. So the next aspect of discipline we're going to talk about is sacrifice. And sacrifice isn't a word you hear very often related to accomplishing goals, but it's something that is very relevant. When you set out to achieve one thing, you're going to have to step away or not do other things. You know, we we talk about a lot of different things not being zero-sum games. Well, your time is zero-sum. Your finances, maybe not be completely zero sum, but your finances at the current moment are a zero sum game over time. Yes or no. But like right now there, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. You know, at the current moment and your time is kind of that way too, to some degree, but you can't make more of it. You just get out of things (laughs) and get more efficient. Most of the time, the sacrifice comes in the form of your own comfort or convenience. Um, you have to sacrifice doing the easy, fun things in order to challenge yourself to actually grow as a person. Like sacrifice playing Breath of the Wild to write this outline. <laughs> Sorry, I really, I, like I said, I was getting a little bit loopy on cold medicine and I really wanted to play that game. Yeah. Well, that's the worst too, because like your perception of time is all screwed up and you're halfway sick and you're not feeling good. And- oh, yeah. I don't like taking cough medicine. It just throws me. Now, other times you have to make hard decisions about how to spend your time or your money. You may forego eating out with coworkers to save up to buy a house. Which, you know, I think I announced last week that I bought my house, but hey, guys, I bought my house or not getting the newest games when they come out. Like right now I'm saving up to buy a camera. And so... I was actually looking at cameras before we hopped on the call and I was like, Ooh, they have the one I want in stock, but I'm not quite there yet. And I don't want to put it on credit. I want to like pay for it. So wait a little bit longer and, and save up some more. When you set your priorities for the goals, you know, you've determined that they would be more important to you than the things that you're sacrificing, right? Like it's dumb to sacrifice something you care more about for something you care less about. Um, even though people do that all the time because they don't prioritize, you know, that is up to a certain point. Um, if you're given too much, it may be time to actually reevaluate your goals. Um, 
which is not entirely what happened with mine. Mine was just like it wasn't sticking. Um, but I could definitely see a situation where I, you know, just was like, okay, I'll just triple down on it and I'd burn a whole bunch of time and not get the results and it would interfere with other things. Yeah. And, you know, check out the aftercast because we're going to be talking about smarter goals. This is, this is going to be a good aftercast. I'm looking forward to hearing what the guys have to say about it too. Cause they've had a whole week to chew on this one. Cause, uh, I sent them out the, the outline because I thought we were going to record when I wrote it last week. It was before I got sick. Well, was, I wasn't feeling good, but I got really sick on Tuesday. So, all right, guys, the uh, the final aspect of discipline that we're going to talk about is a word that I like to say a lot. Perseverance. <laughs> Do y'all remember? I think it was like two or three years ago, the episode we had about I think the episode was titled Stick to Itiveness. And like all the way up until like the very last point, I kept calling it perseverance just to annoy Will. Yeah, he <laughs> persevered in. I persevered. I did. I did have discipline and I persevered. Yeah. He actually sacrificed other things like his dignity. <laughs> uh, to continually mispronounce a word because the goal of, of harassing me was more important than anything else at that point. <laughs> Yes. So uh, prioritized, irritating me. Uh, he suffered the in- inconvenience of watching me scowl. <laughs> I would not call that an inconvenience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Uh, well, it depends. That's your perspective, right? So we got all of our episode points in what you did there. Thank you. Thank you. That was really good, dude. That was good. Um, now, seriously, guys, just like losing perspective or letting other things pull us from our priorities, we tend to become tired of the work, tired of the extra effort, or just tired in general when we're working toward our goals. Like This is just something that happens. This is one of the benefits of having two of us working on the podcast is if it happens to one of us, most times it doesn't happen to both of us at the same time. There have been once or twice where it did and we struggled through it, but most of the time it's just one or the other and we can kind of carry each other through that. But if you're working on a solo goal, you got to just push through. Sometimes it means like stepping back. When I wrote this, I wasn't thinking about this, but you know, I have a goal of going to the gym every day and like a certain amount of running and stuff like that. And sometimes like, especially when I'm sick, obviously I don't go, but recovering from being sick, I probably shouldn't have ran yesterday. I did not go running today. Tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym, but I'm not going to run. I'll probably get on the treadmill and just walk. So sometimes it takes like kind of stepping back and pulling back a little bit, doing a little bit less when you're tired, just so that you can persevere through it. And the tiredness comes because we lose focus on what is important to us. When we stay focused on our goals and what is important, then the extra work typically does not seem as difficult. Um, But, you know, this kind of goes with the whole perspective thing. Like you are going to get tired if it's a worthwhile goal. At some point, you are going to struggle with this. And when the tiredness comes, when we do lose our perspective, when we have trouble remembering the priorities and why they're important, this is when we need discipline the most. This is where being able to do what it takes to move toward our goals is most important. And that's where the perseverance comes in. And 
Perseverance is just a consistency in our actions, moving us towards our goals, even when it is difficult. And I would say, especially when it is difficult, um, that's the time you'll grow the most, by the way. Um, you know, when we're tired, when we don't see the point, or when we just want to give up and go play video games. Um, and I can totally tell where your mind is right now. Yeah, where, where it was when I was writing this, uh, there's a side note in there that says, can you tell where my mind is right now? <laughs> um, yeah. Which, by the way, I did get a break and get to go play some video games, and it was glorious. And I am a lot... You know what's funny? I didn't put this in here, but taking that little break... Honestly, taking a break should be its own separate episode. But uh, that was that was big. Why don't you talk about that in the uh, Tricks of the Trade, Will? I've got something else. I uh, would. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, where the discipline comes in, you know how we get that perseverance is through continuing to do the things we know will move that needle just a little bit forward toward the goal. Even if you can't move it much, like I was talking about with going to the gym. Yeah, right now, I don't really have the lung capacity to run a 5K. Uh, but I can go and walk for 30 minutes, and that that will keep me moving. That will get a little bit of like that going you know i might be able to run for half a mile you know and i'll just kind of keep keep me moving well and like being able to keep going it makes it easier to start back when you can actually go back to full strength yeah and sometimes you just have to trust the process like with losing weight you know i've lost 68 pounds so far and with that process there were weeks where i just sort of plateaued where i didn't lose any weight there are other weeks where I lost like three pounds in one week. The weeks where I plateaued, I didn't go, oh, well, it's not working anymore. I should change it up or something. No, trusted the process, kept doing the same thing, kept doing the thing that had been working that I knew was going to continue to work. And I, I pushed through that plateau. Will did a really great episode on pushing through learning plateaus not that long ago. So, guys, discipline is inconvenient. It's not easy. It requires you to set your priorities and challenges the perspectives you have in life. Achieving big goals require sacrifice. In order to get the things you want, you will have to hold fast through a lot of difficulty. These are not all of the aspects of discipline, obviously, but just the ones that are most important when you're looking to achieve your goals. Use the information here to help improve your own discipline, whether it be for work, business, or even personal goals. Well, that pretty much wraps us up. Before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, you know, when talking about goals and the discipline to achieve them, I think a lot of people have a bias, and, and I have this one too, where we don't have a whole lot of skill at estimation as far as like what we can get done in a certain amount of time, right? Like, you know, I was talking about doing this, you know, quarterly goal, and it's like, it's too big for a quarter. Um, without me just putting in extraordinary effort that is really not warranted. You know, it's not going to happen this quarter. And we tend to overestimate what we can get accomplished in a year or in a quarter or in a week or a day. But we also really, really uh, underestimate what we can accomplish in 10 years. And and that's something to you know kind of bring into your perspective there. It's like, hey, if I can keep discipline and I can keep moving the needle forward – I'm going to be somewhere completely different in 10 years. You know, 10 years ago, you were in med school. Yeah, I was. Yeah. You had a wedding coming up. Oh, and yeah. Oh. 
five months and 17 days. Doing I think the math there in your head. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a multiple of three and seven, 21. Oh, that's right. Okay. So it wasn't the 25th. It was the 21st. My bad. I was off by four. Uh, you know how, you know how, you know what I, I you know I what? It's it somebody way. else's anniversary. So you know, <laughs> that's fine. You know, you know why I planned it that way? Cause July is the seventh month and it was the third week of the seventh month. So seven times three is 21. So it was the 21st. I figured you had an angle, but you know, if you look at where you were 10 years ago, right? Yeah. Now look at where you were eight years ago and look at the distance you've come, right? Like if legitimately, if I had told you eight years ago, how far along you would have gotten, you wouldn't believe it. And I wouldn't believe it with that coming out of my mouth. Well, you know, it's funny. You're, you're talking about this. Um, my friends on the worship team made me this, uh, this poster. It's I'm getting it framed, but, uh, has a picture of me playing on stage with them. But then, uh, has these adjectives, nouns, and actions describing me. And I'm just looking at some of these like minstrel, photographer, videographer, uh, missionary, leader, you know, things like that. And like a lot of these descriptions of like, if you showed me this and said, hey, your friends are going to make this for you. If you showed me that five years ago, I would have been like. And you're going to agree with it? Yeah. yeah, And it's all going to be accurate and you're going to agree with it. I would have not believed you five years ago. Well, and it's like, I used to be painfully shy. Yeah. I know. You know, that's not a thing now, right? (laughs) No, it's, it's just really easy to underestimate what you're capable of over longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. And so that's just want to, I just want to leave you with that. That is what you get from discipline is the ability to move an extreme distance over a long period of time, not the ability to move an extreme distance short distance over a short period of time. That's pretty much all I got. Stand by for Titanfall. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. For references, show notes, and extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Help us make the show possible by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash complete developer podcast. You'll get extras, including a weekly aftercast where we discuss the topic of the week and bonus material with some of our patrons. You can also follow us on Twitter at complete dev pod, like our page on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to keep up with news about the show. Join the conversation anytime via Slack by signing up at slack.completedevelopernetwork.com. Thanks for listening. See you next time.